Hello, 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 and welcome to another Win Daily Sports Show. My name is Michael Raziel. I got my man Sia Najad here with me, and we are breaking down week 10 of the NFL. All the games, all the lines, all the points. That is what we're here for. Sia, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you. Yes, and to you as well and your family members, and we appreciate each and every person out there. That did what they did because I sure as heck couldn't have done it. So appreciate um, speak, all of them out there. Speaking of family members, so we have our own Win Daily family family member, Stoby, who is a veteran. Um yes. mm-hmm. I we might have others to be honest, but but I oh, I sure. think I, I learned today Iggy Rodriguez, who of course has been on the show. Mm-hmm. His father was in the military. Uh yeah. Eric Tipton, uh, E Tip Eleven, who was on the show with us a couple weeks back. Um, I think his father and grandfather were in the military. My goodness. And of course, friend of the show on our show as well, RG3. We know both his parents are mm-hmm. army sergeants. Um, so we got kind of a nice little connection here. And uh, it got me to thinking about like Pat Tillman and the Pat Tillman Foundation right. and stuff like that. Maybe we could have somebody on from the foundation Ooh. at some point in the near future. I like that. I think we could. Hey, we can get RG3 on as long as we're not making a joke at a Pat Tillman, right? Like, Because that was the whole RG3 thing. We kind of turned it into a little bit of a joke. But I think we can do it. I think, why not? What's stopping us? We didn't turn it into a joke. It started as a joke, and okay. then it became this awesome thing. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's a great way to put it. Yes, it, it, it was a joke, and then became incredible, and then we ended up donating a significant amount of money to the RG3 Foundation, so it all worked out. It was so, awesome. Anybody from the Pat Tillman Foundation, come on the show. We'd love to help in any way, shape, or form, because we've shown that we can do it. Case study. See ya. You write case studies. Figure that one out. I think you could do that. So, um, Yeah. Thank you to everybody out there and all the connections that we have. Sincerely appreciate it. As I said, I personally wouldn't have been able to do it. So thankfully, we have other people that are much, much more incredible than I am, which is very important. And so with that, I think we can hop into it. This is a this is an interesting week. It's actually kind of nice. We have a boatload of four o'clock games. Nice. Finally. You know why? No, actually. The Masters. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> CBS decided to take all their games and pretty much just push them as late as they could. So I think we have four one o'clock and then five, four o'clock or something along those lines. So it's actually kind of nice and split up all day. Um, I do love the witching hour, but I'm also cool with like later football. Lots of it instead of those three shit games. Right. I'm totally cool with that. So it should be fun. So it should be interesting, especially from a DFS perspective. I was looking for those late game hammers. Make sure to check out the live stream at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central Coast time on Sunday for everybody that's interested. Make sure to hop into the Windaily Sports Expert Chat, windailysports.com backslash chat. Seven free days in the expert chat where you get to ask us anything you want about NFL, sports betting, and a little bit of golf. Turns out everyone's real interested in golf all of a sudden, and I think it's because it's the Masters. So excited about that. Um, And the sports betting membership. We're going to be talking about it all night. Our man, House Capper Steve, is incredible. He's had his bets up for the Maction the last couple of days. We have football literally seven days a week now because of what the Maction did. So very grateful for that. So if you're interested in betting football, come over, man. We're winning. I think we had Buffalo last night, minus seven and a half, and they ended up winning by like 30. So kind of wish he told me to take the money line, but I still appreciate him sticking to what he's supposed to do, which is just make sure I win some money. So excited about it. And Sierra wrote his first... You wrote your first betting article, Sia. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, for the Masters. So by the way, for that, for that, um, anybody listening, so that free chat or that chat membership or whatever we call it, um, you could literally sign up right now and get seven days free in the expert chat. And you mm-hmm. get like literally all the information all of our experts have yes. because we're all in the chat tonight. So mm-hmm. and after literally. the show, I'll be in the chat too. 
it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a blast. And then there was two. Is that the saying? Is that a saying you hate? Uh, no, that's okay. Okay, cool, cool, that's cool. Clean. Good to know. Good to clean. Love it. Um, we are going to be looking at, as I said, every single NFL game, all of them against the spread. We're going to be looking at the totals. Maybe C is going to sprinkle a little bit of DFS in there. So we'll see what happens. But I'm very excited and I'm ready to rock and roll. So let's start with it. We have the Colts. We have the Titans. Titans opened. Uh, this is our Thursday night game. Probably going to suck. Uh, but it's football. We're going to watch it. And that's the important part. Titans opened minus two. It's now down to minus one. It's actually pick them in a couple different places. Our friends over at William Hill have it as a pick them. Most of the money, most of the bets are all going on the Titans over under of 48 and a half with most of the money coming in on the over about 70%. See ya. An okay Colts team and an okay Titans team. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, it's interesting because it's clear that the Sharps are on the Colts here because the in some of these places, like the line has dropped. Like I'm seeing, I think it's on DraftKings Sportsbook, Titans are plus one now. So wow. all, all of the, the bets seem to be on the on the Titans, which makes mm-hmm. sense, right? Colts coming off a loss. It's you know, Phillip Rivers ultimately, and the Titans are kind of this hot team. So, you know, with the public being on the Titans and the line moving towards the Colts, that mm-hmm. is very, very strange. I gotta say though, this is one of those instances where I'm going to fade the sharps. And it's exclusively because of Phillip Rivers. Mm. I just, as good as the defense is for the Colts and as good as that trio of running backs might be, I just, I can't, and this is why my biggest bet was the Ravens last week, by the way, because I knew at some point they were going to have to lean on Phillip Rivers and that's not a thing the Colts can do. Um, You know, RIP this year, because next year when they get rid of Rivers and get a real quarterback, they're going to be a real team. But again, I got to fade the Sharps here. I understand where they're going, like fade the public. Um, the public's going to see this line under three, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, the Titans at home. They're going to easily win this game. I get why the sharp money is in a different mm-hmm. place, but it's Phillip Rivers, man. Uh, give me give me the Titans. Yeah, that, that defense, that Colts defense is definitely real. I think we can agree upon that. I know we agree upon the Titans defense not being that good, right. but I don't think Philip Rivers is the man to take advantage of that, right? Like, I don't think he is the quarterback that's going to be like, oh, yeah, Philip Rivers is really going to, like, really carve up this Tennessee defense. I don't see that happening at all. So I would have to agree with you. I think it is going to be, I mean, it's an AFC South matchup. So right there, we know this game's going to a probably be pretty boring and B probably definitely be pretty boring. So it is what it is. So it's going to be close. Most likely I will say that, but I mean, considering the line, as you said, uh, anywhere from minus one to plus one um, to the Titans is definitely pretty interesting. And it's something to pay attention to. Now, most of the money's on the over, it is 48 and a half, so it's not the highest over, but I can't see this game being very fun. Uh, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think we're going Titans, and we're going we're gonna to take that one to the bank. Yeah, and, and the line opened at 50 and a half, and it's down to 48 and a half. Um, I like the under here. I think these both these teams are going to keep it pretty close to the vest. I mean, the Colts don't really pass when unless they need to, so I think it's going to be Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins, and that guy, Jonathan yeah. Taylor, who's mm. kind of just that guy at this point. He kind of um, is. Yeah, it's sad. Although, I, for the record, I think he's actually going to have a good game. Uh, Reich was very much behind him after the game in terms of it almost seemed like he was getting lesser carries because he fumbled. It was a big fumble. Yeah, 100%. But Reich made it sound like, no, that's not. It was more like a game script type of thing. I still think they're behind Jonathan Taylor. And against this defense, they could potentially. Um, Jonathan Taylor could not necessarily have a breakout game, but have a game where if you're starting him in fantasy or in your showdown lineup, you'll be really happy you did. Mm-hmm. I like that. Would you say 
It is what it is, Sia. Would you say that fumble is what it is? I don't know. Thank you, Casey. We always appreciate you uh, <laughs> hanging out with us. Uh, yeah, and ask us questions. Everybody out there, we got the chat open. Ask us all the questions you want. We're here to help. We're here to try and help you make money. If you got some interesting things to say, as long as they're not stupid, uh, we're all for it. Come and hang out with us. So let us move on. Our first of the, oh, wow. We get a lot of the NFC East right out of the way. So the, the Chiefs, the Falcons, the Cowboys and somebody else are on by in these first two games we get to talk about on Sunday include the rest of the NFC East. So we're going to get this out of the way. There's no prime time matchups with the NFC East. Everybody say it with me. No prime time matchups with the NFC East. We don't have to give a crap about them this week. We have the Washington football club traveling to Detroit, Detroit minus four and a half. Looks like it opened there. Looks like it stayed there. We're going to have most likely I'm assuming Alex Smith is going to be starting for the Washington football club. Dwayne Haskins, I still think he has tummy aches. Um, we just saw Kyle Allen pretty much lose his ankle. Now, it turns out that wasn't as bad as it looked. It was pretty gross. Turns out it was more of a dislocation and small fracture than it was him snapping his leg in half, which I'm very grateful for. So hopefully he can come back and be good, if not mediocre again. So we'll see what happens there. But praise up. Hopefully he, Kyle Allen is getting okay. See ya. Resident Washington Football Club fan. Minus four and a half to the Lions, who aren't very good. How do you feel about that? Kenny Galladay. I don't even know if we know if he's playing yet. I think he's still yeah. kind of up in the air, right? We don't know if he's playing. And I, I believe Stafford is in the COVID protocol. Yeah. I think um, concussion. He's in. I thought he's in. He oh, was on COVID. Yeah, I think he's in concussion protocol now. My bad. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so I don't know what's going on with that game. But but knowing what we know right now, four and a half is too many points. I mean, it's kind of unfortunate. This is one of those situations where as much as I don't like Dwayne Haskins, they really should be playing him because Alex Smith is really just checking it down to JD McKissick pretty much constantly, or he's checking it down to the turf. I mean, he threw for a ton of yards, but, but yeah. the reality is like McLaurin kind of like, you know, made yeah. something out of nothing on, on a couple of those. It was pretty much like two or three catches. Cam Sims had like four catches for 115 yards. And that's just because the giants defense can tackle. And then, yeah, there was the McLaurin one for like 80 yards. So yeah, well, it looked really good. I, the, he looked pretty bad. He and he threw bad. a lot of interceptions. He's, he's just not good right now. And frankly, before that horrific leg injury, even though, which was you know two years ago, even though Washington was six and two at the time, it was in spite of him, not because of him. And I understand this is a really good story, but mm -hmm. Haskins is your rookie that you're trying to get rid of or whatever, you know. So yeah. show second year. So showcase him, you know, showcase him and, and, and see what you got there. And um they're not doing that. So that's kind of weird. So there's really no fantasy appeal here. But four and a half points against the Detroit Lions. I mean, what are we really talking about here? I mean, Washington does have a good defense, so go ahead and Go ahead and take the four and a half points. I think I think Washington probably covers it. Washington's been in every game, you know, mm -hmm. against the Giants. They probably should have won both of those games. The turnover mm -hmm. ratio was five to nothing, and they only lost by three points. Mm -hmm. And the Giants aren't a, a horrifically bad team, and they played Tampa tough. And, you know, they, they've sort of shown up the receiving court. So, you know, having five turnovers and losing by three is kind of saying something about where your team is at, even with an Alex Smith. So. Mm -hmm. I think four and a half is way too many points here. Give me Washington. Yeah, I I want to take Washington. Um, I just don't know, man. It's just they're they're so inept. I mean, you can't have five turnovers in a game. A, a team as bad as the Detroit Lions will make sure you lose by more than three points, in my opinion. Uh, the Giants were up seventeen in that game and pretty much just let Washington come right back in. So True. I don't know. They probably. Yeah, I, I agree. Football Club definitely could have won both of those games. I think in those two games. Uh, what it was a four point differential for the mm -hmm. Giants, and that's the Giants' two wins this year. So, always a blast. 
I'll lean with you. I would say take the points. Four and a half is too many, especially considering Matt Patricia loves to suck too. So that's always something important. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to say the least. I don't think I'm going to pay too much attention. Hopefully, don't have to pay too much attention to this game. I don't think it's going to be that fun. So we'll see where it goes from there. Um, On to the next NFC East battle. We have the Eagles traveling all the way up to MetLife Stadium, Giant Stadium, to uh, a tune of three and a half point favorites. It looks like three, three and a half, depending on the book you're looking at it. 60% of the bets, 75% of the money coming in on the Eagles right now. We saw that first game with the Giants and the Eagles and the Giants definitely should have won. I think it, you know, that I think that's, it's pretty clear. Um, Hopefully we can get a reenactment of Daniel Jones falling because of that was hysterical, (laughs) but the Eagles should not have won that game, ended up winning that game and had nobody healthy on their team. Now right. at least they have Jalen Rager coming back. It looks like they're going to have Miles Sanders coming back. So there's going Dallas to Goddard. be Dallas Goddard. Thank you. He's going to be back. So, and Richard Rogers looks like competent, which is kind of cool. Shout out Richard Rogers. Three and wow. a half. Yeah, I, didn't I, know know you were, right? I didn't know you were going there. You have no <laughs> okay. idea. Sia. You have no idea. Um, I'm going to have to say three points is not enough. Uh, and with the amount of money and bets coming in on the Eagles and the line, maybe moving half a point. Granted is the hook. That's weird to me. That's definitely weird to me. How do you how do you look at this game? I mean, both of these teams are extremely inept. I think we can agree upon that. I just think the Giants are much more inept than the Eagles are. Yeah, I mean, I believe in in the Giants' offense a little bit more than most people. Uh, I mean, I, Sterling Shepard's really stepped it up. I assume Golden Tate's playing. You know, Slayton. Yes. If if Daniel Jones gets time, Slayton and, and you know Evan Ingram, obviously, you know they don't have the. I don't know. Devontae Freeman might be back. So. I think the Giants offense is good in spite of Daniel Jones turnovers. But the thing about this game is the Eagles are, this is like the time for them to put a stranglehold on the NFC East. And so now that they're actually still in it, which is a freaking miracle and that they get all of their skilled players healthy again, or for the most part, aside from Deshaun Jackson, um, this is just, I feel like, all of these guys are going to be really emboldened and fired up to like beat these weaker teams. And so I agree with you. I think the defensive line, they'll get the pass rush on Daniel Jones that they need, that they need to get. And I think the offense is going to click. And I like the fact that the giants are, you know, probably, you know, feeling a little high on themselves coming off a win with a five, you know, plus five in the turnover margin, because again, against a competent team, a non-Washington team, they probably would have lost that game by like 17. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so even with the five turnovers. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. But I mean, just imagine, you know, zero turnovers, you know. So, yeah, I like the I like the Eagles here. They're just in the perfect spot. I wouldn't be shocked if this clicks up to four, maybe even four and a half by Sunday. And by the way, these games are going to be heavily bet because like you said, mm-hmm. you know, you're informing me. I didn't even pay attention to the times, but like people aren't just going to wait for the four o'clock games to bet. Right. They're going to try to, quote, build their stack, if you will, ah, so that they can really like unload on the four o'clock games that they like. And so I think this of the one o'clock games, and I know we have two more to talk about. I mean, obviously Buccaneers Panthers is going to be bet pretty heavy, but I see this one maybe being the second most bet uh, game of the one o'clock games. Couple, couple things of what you said. First, I want to say you've been spending way too much time on Instagram. If you're learning the lingo that these kids are talking with. So I'm going to, I'm going to respectfully ask you to put a timer on your phone or do whatever you have to do to get off Instagram. It's not worth it. See ya. You're terrible at lingo. Let's just start with What that. did I say? What was the lingo? Build their stack as the kids oh, like dude, to that's say. That's like a, like a D- DFS uh, stack management lingo. It has nothing to do with IG. <laughs> you see what I did? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, the other thing 
everything that you said was the first thing you said about the Eagles. I, I wish I uh, could rewind this tape and quote it because it was so perfect the way you said it. Oh, wow. This is Thank the you. time the Eagles have to take a stranglehold. This is their time to do that. Is there not a more perfect time for them to fall flat on their faces? Like <laughs> this is the most perfect time for them to fall flat on their face and make this division even more wide open than it currently is. And we've seen it and it's not even like an Eagle specific thing. It's an NFC East specific thing that you can't let anybody get too far ahead. This is one of those games the Giants will win in a stupid ass fashion like they should have the first one. This game the Eagles should be significantly better. Something dumb's gonna happen, and something stupid's gonna happen, and all of a sudden the Giants are three and seven, and the Eagles are three five and one, and the Washington Football Club pulls out a win against Detroit, and they're three and like that is how I see the like. Tell me you don't like that is so NFC East for something that ridiculous to happen. Do I think it's gonna happen? No, but if there was a perfect time for it to happen, Sia, tell me it wouldn't be right now. I guess, but I mean, it's we're halfway through the season. At, at, at a certain point, things are going to normalize a little bit, and the halfway competent teams are going to be far and above the completely incompetent teams. And the Eagles, you know, they, they happen to be, in spite of Doug Peterson, who is like unbelievably overrated, in my opinion, and gets credit for these things that he shouldn't be yep. getting credit for, um, including the Philly special, which Nick Foles clearly called. Um, they're the most competent team in the NFC East, and, it, and it's it's not even close. At this point, especially with the Dallas situation at quarterback, even though yeah. you know Gilbert, Garrett Gilbert, who's eating Garrett Gilbert's grape, did actually he played really well. But at the end of the day, it's the Eagles' division to win. It's I mean I, I got to look at the odds because I'm I'm assuming they're like minus one forty or something at this point to win the NFC East, and I still think that's a good price. Anything minus one forty or better. I think you should be betting the Eagles to win the NFC East. I'll, I say wait for them to lose one more dumb game and then take them because that's where I think you'll get the better odds. Because, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think the Eagles should win this game by over three points. I think they're significantly better than the Giants, but this is also, again, the perfect spot for the NFC East to be even more NFC East than they are and for them to blow this friggin' game. So we will see. A couple more. Yeah, only three more 1 o'clock games. Let's move on to the Jaguars and the Packers. We have Jake Luton starting again for the Jags. We obviously have Aaron Rodgers for the Packers. Packers minus 13 and a half. Uh, looks like you can get it anywhere between 12 and a half and 13 and a half. We have more bets actually coming in on the Jags. We have about 60% of the money though coming in on the Packers with an over under of 55 that has come down to 50 with heavy, heavy money coming in on the under. Jake Luton looked solid. Jake Luton, Jake Luton, anybody out there, please give me a, uh, a YouTube link to how to actually pronounce his name. I would appreciate that. But we saw the Packers kind of do their thing uh, Thursday night against the 49ers was mostly like less than half the 49ers. Now I think we're down to about quarter of the 49ers. The Jags are bad. Um, I don't know. I feel like 13 is, is a solid number. I feel like Aaron Rodgers should win this game by two touchdowns, especially at home. But how do you feel about it? Yeah, this is really interesting because when the line came down five full points, um, which I just noticed, by the way, because you pointed it out, because it started, it opened at 55. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the over. Oh, okay. I I apologize. What are we doing? I'm where did I miss? No. So I just checked because that's, that's pretty dramatic. Mm -hmm. Um, 26 mile per hour winds expected, and it's going to be cold in Green Bay. So that's unfortunate because I, I hope those winds calm a little bit. We have a few days because the fantasy appeal of this game is like pretty astounding. Um, just real quick, Devontae Adams is priced up on DraftKings at 9K, which is unbelievable. But forgetting about him for a second, like 
Aaron Jones is reasonably priced considering he's Aaron Jones. Mm -hmm. And the Jacksonville, like Conley had a, a, I shouldn't say Conley, he had a good game, but DJ Shark had an amazing game last game. And Conley had, he caught seven of eight targets, so he was no slouch. And James Robinson had 25 carries. Like, there's so much fantasy appeal in this game. And now I'm kind of like, oh, damn. Mm. You know, it's it's looks like it's going to be a really windy game. Um, I, I hope those get down to like 15 mile per hour wins because then I can play it. But the point is, I'll take the Jacks. I just think 13 and a half is too much. Green Bay has proven to us quite recently that like they can sometimes play down to their competition. Of course, they can blow out their competition mm. too because they did with the Niners. But um, I think 13 and a half is too much. I think Jacksonville's probably going to just try to establish the run. I think Jake Luton, I think that's how you pronounce it, is a competent quarterback. The receivers have stepped it up. Uh, so it's going to be a James Robinson game. It's going to be an Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams game. But at the end of the day, uh, I just don't believe in the Packers defense enough to like really give Luton a ton of problems. So I think 13 and a half is too much. I like that we're we're both kind of like switching off how we pronounce his name. I think that's a really good chemistry thing between the two of us. I agree with you. I think if it's going to be that windy, uh, I probably would take the Jags in that situation because it sounds like uh, what's a nice cliche? They're gonna they're gonna take the air out of the ball. How does that one? Is that is oh, that a nice. good one? I'm just gonna well, take the air it, right out of the ball. It's also a play on words because we're talking about wind. So that's like bam. Oh, it's like a I didn't double, even do that one on hit. purpose. Look at me. Man, it must be the mustache. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think if it is going to be that windy, it's going to be difficult to score as many points. Um, And as our good friend E-Tip said, and as many before him, if you're taking the under, there's a better chance that the the score is going to be closer because there's less points, which means you want to then take the team that is getting almost two touchdowns. So in that case, it makes sense. This might be the perfect spot for a backdoor cover, too. In terms of the Jags, I could see them being down 17 and then kind of a garbage time, just kind of, Green Bay is just like, whatever, we don't really care. Somehow James Robinson scores that second touchdown of the game. My fantasy team would really love that. So I, I uh, if it is going to be that windy, I would say take the Jags. If it's going to be a little bit lighter, I really wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers is still pissed off about that Tampa Bay game and really wants to put someone into the ground. I also wouldn't be surprised if Jake Luton or Luton or Luton, um, however we want to pronounce it today, if uh, he actually goes up against a competent defense, I think that part is, and again, the, the Green Bay defense isn't world beaters, but both of their corners would be the greatest corners in the world if they were on freaking, you know, uh, the the Houston Texans. So I don't see Luton throwing for 300 yards again. I don't see DJ Chark catching the ball from Luton and getting, you know, 150 yards receiving. So I think that's something to pay attention to as well. So yes, wind, I'll take the Jags. No wind, I'm on the Packers. Is that, can I, can I make that distinction? It's yeah, Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I, I, yeah, I, I just don't know if I, I agree with the, the premise because I think if there's a lot of wind, I think that negates maybe the backdoor cover scenario with, with, with Jacksonville. So I don't know. We'll monitor the wind and we'll see what happens. Yes. Again, if it tempers down to like, by the way, the wind shouldn't affect the Devontae Adams connection. I won't no. have De- Devontae in DFS, but you know he, he runs super short and intermediate routes all the time, especially near the goal line. So that's not going to be an issue. Dude's catching two touchdowns. I think that's kind of, you can just pencil that in. He's healthy. Oh, he caught two touchdowns today. Um, so I think that's something to definitely uh, enjoy a little bit. Let's uh, let's move on. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling down up to Charlotte, North Carolina to take on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Bucks opened at minus six. It is now minus five over under started at 47. It's creeping up to 50 and a half. Let's go. Uh, the Bucks, <laughs> two showings in a row. Not great. Almost lost to the Giants. Probably should have lost to the Giants. And 
Then they got absolutely blown out. I was asleep before it was even 28 to nothing. It was incredible. I'm so grateful I didn't have to watch that game. <laughs> so that was something that was that was pretty nice. The Panthers get Christian McCaffrey back. He does incredibly. Christian McCaffrey's hurt and he's not going to play, which kind of sucks. Uh, we've already seen these teams play. I'm pretty sure the Bucks covered a bigger spread last time in Tampa Bay. How do you feel about it this time around? I like the Panthers. Again, I, I'm, I'm okay. First of all, if you're going to win money betting NFL, you have to be on dogs. You absolutely have to be on dogs. You can take favorites, but you know, I, some of my friends who have been betting a long time and who are always losing money, they'll like text me like their three favorite plays of the week. And it's, they're always taking favorites every single time. It's one thing if you're money lining it, that's great. Do that. That's fine. Good strategy. But yeah, I, I, it, there's going to be a dog trend for me this week, um, like there should be. And I think five and a half is too much. Listen, the Buccaneers are going to rebound. And the problem is if they do rebound and they get you know, the Panthers backpedaling, so to speak, Tom Brady is going to like step on the gas because he's so embarrassed from last week. So that's why this one's definitely a stay away for me. But, it, you know, because I, I want to pick a line on each of these, I think you're getting the value out of it. I mean, it opened at six. It's already down to, to five in some places, including FanDuel. So clearly the money's coming in on the Panthers, which you wouldn't necessarily expect. And by the way, the McCaffrey thing is a big deal but I think Mike Davis and Curtis Samuel are, are, are like kind of like taking that space and are at least 80% of what McCaffrey would have been. Uh, and by the way, Curtis Samuel in, in DraftKings FanDuel, I think is a is a nice creative play because he's a receiver and a running back at the same time and also gets goal line touches, believe it or not. So that's just something to throw in there. But uh, yeah, five and a half, too much. Five is too much. And of course, six is too much. I totally agree with you. Yes, you take the dogs. That's how you win in NFL betting. But as we said last week with the, yeah, I'm going to get to the comment in a second. Uh, <laughs> as with the Aaron Rodgers middle finger tour after getting blown out by the Bucks, I would not be surprised if the same exact thing Tom Brady, as you said, just steps on somebody's throat. Um, that's kind of the way I see this one. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that Bucks defense, I they were good, right? Like two weeks ago, they were really, really good. Three weeks ago, we were talking their the run defense was great. Their corners were doing much better than expected. Todd Bowles was just a genius. And then linebackers two weeks, are good too. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. It's just like, wait a second, what the hell are you guys doing? And not only two weeks in a row, but last week giving up 38 points. Now, granted, the offense didn't help. I think that's something important, but like, Jesus Christ, man. Like that's pretty <laughs> bad. Um, so I don't know. I think as I went against Tom, um, Aaron Rodgers last week in his middle finger tour, I think I'm going to have to side with Tom Brady this week. I will take the Bucks to win by five. So, so just one one quick thing though. Remember what I said last week, and it sounded totally ridiculous. But when Daniel Jones and company almost beat the Buccaneers, I was on the Saints last week, as everybody knows, and I'm like, you know. Daniel Jones and, and Joe Judge of all people or the, the New York mm -hmm. Giants, like they kind of I even use the word blueprint like they kind of like gave us the roadmap to like how to, to slowly kill the Buccaneers defense. And that's exactly what the, the, the Saints peddled out. And so it's one of those things where like, yeah, you, you want to think that the Buccaneers are just going to you know step on their throats and all of that. But at the, at the end of the day, like your defenses can either stop the offense or not. And there's so many weapons that Teddy Two Gloves has. I mean. DJ Moore, it's not just DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson now. It's it, you know, it's they got a couple other guys too, in, in Mike Davis and Curtis Samuel, and, and even other guys beyond that. So, I don't know, five and a half is too much. It's going to be an interesting game. It is a divisional game too, so that would uh, lean to probably a tighter game more so than not. But it's going to be an interesting one. I think we're uh, 
we're going head to head on that one. That one's going to be fun. Let us move on. Our last one o'clock game. How sweet is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, six, four o'clock games. I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. Texans traveling to Cleveland. Cleveland open minus two and a half. It is up to minus three, three and a half, depending on where you're getting it. The Browns are coming off of a buy. And Nick Chubb is coming back into our lives. And I'm very, very excited for that. And my fantasy football team is as well. Houston sucks. We kind of know about that now. Their offense isn't great. Better than some. Their defense is really, really bad. How do you feel about the Browns? Let's let's say three and a half. That's where I'm seeing it right now. Yeah, I like the Browns quite a bit. Um, mm. I, I think Houston's pretty bad. Deshaun Watson is good. Yeah. First of all, I also like the Browns first half uh, mm. because Houston... I'm trying to remember last week, but the last three or four or five weeks, with the exception of last week, because I, I genuinely can't remember, they have struggled in the first half. I mean, they're putting up three points, six points against the Vikings, if I recall, which is like a, a historically bad defense. So, yeah, I like Cleveland, and I like Cleveland first half, whatever that line is. It's probably going to be like two and a half by the time uh, we get to kickoff. Give me the Browns. The Texans just aren't a good football team. They'll be able to pass the ball on the Browns a little bit. They'll be able to move the ball. There's no David Johnson, most likely. So it's going to be Duke Johnson. And, you know, by the way, from a DFS standpoint, Duke Johnson's 5K on DraftKings. Cooks, Cooks is very reasonably priced. So there's a lot you can do in this game on both sides of the ball. But, uh, yeah, no, give me the, this one's to me, this one's kind of easy. Not going to be on the dog this time. I love it. Yeah, I think uh, I want to see Nick Chubb back in, in our lives. Uh, the Browns coming off that bye, I think that's pretty helpful. We'll see. Should be a fun game. I think there'll be points to be scored. Uh, Over-under started at 55 and a half. It's now down to 49 and a half. So you're losing six points. So Sia, I'm going to fill some airtime while you look up and see what the wind and weather reports are for that game. Because I have to assume that there's something going on. Because six points to move an entire touchdown already. That's a lot, right? Yeah, I looked. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. You know what's funny? So I, I, I get my weather. I mean, you can, there's a couple guys on you, um, not YouTube, on Twitter that I know. We're on YouTube, though, and you should subscribe if you're listening or oh, watching right. us on YouTube right now because we're three subscribers away for 500. And then when we get to 500, we're going to tell everybody that once we get to 600, we're giving three months away when Daily Sports Gold membership. I apologize, Sia. Please continue. Thank you for that. By the way, Jay Norell has that. We'll put that comment up. I mean, we might want to put it up when when we get to the the Bengals yeah, game I think so. because Joe Burrow oh. is the ultimate of like this <laughs> thing. Say being pointed. Don't say it. I say it every it. time. Don't say well, it. Only in Joe Burrow games, though. So we'll we'll have to wait. What's funny though is because I'm on NFLweather.com, which is a decent site for checking weather. So I'm looking at like numbers, and so Packers 30, 38, uh 38 degrees Fahrenheit, windy and mostly cloudy, and then it says 26 mile per hour winds. Well. Under the Browns, see, this is stupid. It says dangerously windy, but then it just says 23 mile per hour winds. So I, that you can't reconcile those two things. So we're just going to yeah. have to sit and wait. But you, you're right. Clearly, that's why the, the line went down six, the, the, the over went down six points. So mm. that's an interesting one we'll have to monitor, particularly for DFS purposes. But either way, the, the runners in that game are going to be good. But it doesn't matter. The Browns are going to cover this spread. I love it. Yes. Give me more Nick Chubb. Let's go. Um, let's move on our first four o'clock game. We have an AFC West matchup. We have the Broncos traveling out to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders Raiders open minus four. The line is now looking minus four and a half minus five, depending if you're on DraftKings or FanDuel, a little bit more of the bets coming on the Raiders, much more of the money. We're about 65% of the money coming in on the Broncos over under sits at a cool 51 and a half. And it's a 50, 50 split all around drew lock. 
dancing and rapping to Jeezy as the as the kids on Instagram say, Sia. Uh, how do you feel about Drew Locke going into Las Vegas and uh, as a as a four and a half five point dog? So I kind of like Drew Locke, but I got to start admitting he, he's only really good in garbage time at this point. So uh, and the Raiders, I think, are I genuinely I've said this before. I genuinely think the Raiders are like the fourth or fifth best team in the AFC. You've said I that. certainly think they're top. I think you six. said that last week, actually. I, I said it last week. You I said after you get past the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Kansas City Chiefs, it's just kind of like you can make arguments for any team, and or at least you know the next Steelers. five teams. I said the Steelers. I said oh, Steelers, I Ravens, and Chiefs. Oh, Those are clearly the top three. And then after that, there's a cliff, and the the Raiders are right there with like your Titans or if you like the Colts or whoever. Um, I like the Raiders here a lot. Uh, again, I'm on another favorite here. That's two in a row, which which isn't great. Uh, I like this in a tease. I like this as a you know as part of a money line parlay, perhaps with the Browns. But forget about that. I think the Raiders are going to cover this spread, and the only way they don't is if the John Norrell thing happens, which well, we can't say, we can't say until we get to the Joe Burrow game. Can't say it yet. Sorry, John. Yeah, can't say it yet. So. Um, I do like that. I think the Broncos suck. Honestly, um, they're pretty bad. They're very clearly a bad team. Drew Locke's been putting up some yards the last couple games. They did end up beating the Patriots somehow. Probably should have lost that game. But yeah, the Broncos are bad. Um, we'll see, I guess. Jerry Judy looked pretty darn good. Tim Patrick is back uh, from injury last week. He came back, got a few targets. But Jerry, that was the Jerry Judy game. KJ Hamler did pretty damn well too last week. But again, most of it's coming in garbage time. So it's something, uh, it's nice. Stats are fun, but we'll see. So DFS... How do you feel about actually this one might be a pretty fun DFS game, right? Totally. Like, this actually um, could probably be a lot of fun there. K, uh, KJ Hamler is really cheap. I think he's 3,400 on DraftKings, but I got to double check that. And uh, Judy's been priced up a little bit, which makes sense. He's, I think, again, I'm going off memory. I think it's like in the 5,600 range or, or whatever. And then Tim Patrick's there too. So you're going to have to kind of get the receiver right. Or maybe if you need to save money, you just go with KJ Hamler. But then of course, on the Raider side, the problem with the Raider side, by the way, is, you know, now that Ruggs is healthy, Nelson Aguilar is back, Brian Edwards is back, it's kind of hard to figure out who the primetime receiver is going to be to match up with like a, a Derek Carr or just to pick a receiver in general. And then the problem with Josh Jacobs is he's seeding work to Devontae Booker, who, mm -hmm. by the way, looks pretty good. It's not yeah. one of those things that's like, well, what are they doing? It's like, oh, no, Devontae Booker's getting to the edge, and he looks really, really good. So, yes, it's a good DFS game. The problem is – you don't know where the volume is coming. And, and so that's where you get into trouble with DFS. You've got to know where the volume is coming. So I like the game. I just don't know who I'm going to pick. Maybe I'll just take like, you know, a KJ Hamler just because I need to save money or I'll take mm -hmm. a Jerry Judy, something like that. I like it. I like it. I love it. Um, do we know this guy in the comments? Yes. That's, you yes. do know him. Okay. Cause I, him. I was, I was going to start saying some really mean stuff cause he's coming <laughs> after my mustache, but in that case, you're all good, man. No worries. I appreciate it. Little razzin and a little dazzin here every once in a while. Um, all right, so you are on the Raiders, two. Mm, yeah, for watch sure. Watch out, see ya. Watch out, couple too many favorites this week. No, no, no. Those are my only two. I think. Really? I, I took the Panthers plus five I took and a half. Eagles. I took the Jaguars. Okay, I took the Eagles. That's three. I took Washington. That's enough. That's four dogs I've taken already. Okay. All right. And we'll uh, depending on where you get it, I mean, the Titans are plus yeah. one on Fanduel, but they're minus one on DraftKings. So that one's kind of a split. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Um, but this one, mm, this one's going to be fun for you. The Dolphins and the Chargers. Anthony Lynn, gotta love it. The Chargers traveling across country. At least it's four o'clock. That's kind of nice. To Miami, we have the number 
through what number five and number seven picks in the draft. I think something like that. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Austin, you're fine. You're fine. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> chargers traveling to, to Miami dolphins <laughs> minus three. It's now down to minus two and a half over under at 48 and a half. All the money is coming in on the dolphins. My goodness. Uh, two thirds of the bets, 90% of the money, 80% of the money on the over with only 50% of the bets. So we know there's some huge, huge, huge bets coming in, which is always, always great. Tell me you're not taking the dolphins. See ya. And also, don't you have, don't you have some fun puns for us too? Right. Oh, right. You told me last Um, night we were going to have some fun puns with Tua. Well, he's won two in a row, uh, so there's something to be said for that. The Dolphins but, are two and oh, so that's kind of nice too. That's that's also true. Uh, but listen, this is such a setup <laughs> game. I mean, this is such a setup game. Anthony Lynn like blows every game. Mm-hmm. The Chargers coming off yet another loss. The Dolphins look great. They just beat Arizona, which people perceive as this high flying team, in which usually usually they kind of are. Mm-hmm. Um, no defense well, there though. They're birds. And the Dolphins are at home. Yeah, there you go. And the Dolphins are at home. Um, there's no way I'm taking the Dolphins. This is either a stay away or you have to play the Chargers. You have to play Anthony Lynn, which I've never done yeah, this year. So you're he's not, Anthony Lynn. yeah, you're staying away from this game then. I'm probably staying away. I, I would strongly advise people not take the Dolphins because there's, it's so obvious the bookmakers want you to, it, they're hanging a line three or under and any public average Joe better, which I often am. So I'm not trying to be like derogatory, but like anybody that looks at that line coming off what we have seen is going to be like, oh, the Dolphins easy. That's that's going to be our biggest bet of the week. And anytime that's your reaction when you initially see a line and it's a favorite, you're on the wrong side of it. Mm. Uh, almost 100 percent of the it. time, if it's a favorite and you're like, oh, that one's easy, you're on the wrong side of it. Get away from it right away. I love it. Again, let, let me just say those numbers for everybody that uh, I kind of wasn't, you know, l- let me be a little bit more forceful. The line opened at minus three to the Dolphins. It's now down to two and a half. 90% of the money is coming in on the Dolphins. 67% of the bets are coming in on the Dolphins. The bookmakers literally said, oh, wow, we got them. Let's make it even easier for them. They right. gave us an extra point, an extra half a point and said, please let us keep taking your money. So Austin is on the dolphin. So I appreciate you there, Austin, but yeah, I, when, when stuff like that happens and that's why I always like to look at where the money's going. Cause sometimes it tells a story. Sometimes it doesn't. The story that they're telling is, Holy shit. We got them. Let's keep a hundred percent. We got them. Let's keep getting it. They're going to keep giving it. Let's go. Your boy, Josh Applebaum on v would he's, this is what let's call it what it is. This is reverse line movement. And it is such a setup for the average better, like Austin, for example. Oh, I'm not going to take shots at you, Austin, but I bet my mustache is better than yours. uh, Yeah, he doesn't have a mustache, I don't think. But I I have bet alongside Austin. We've been on the same plays over the years. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was back in the day when uh, I wasn't winning bets. But now I'm at Win Daily, and so now I'm winning bets. How about that? Yikes. Yes, my boy Josh Applebaum. If you haven't already, read his book, The Everything... What is it? The everything guide to sports betting. Awesome. Literally taught me like everything that I didn't know already from Sia from betting. Oh, wow. That was so sweet. Yeah. By the way, Michael, don't you have a book as well? I Can do. My book's coming out in like uh, three weeks. So you're going to be getting a copy because you gave oh. me a bunch of money. So I appreciate the hell out of you for that friend. But yeah, my book, uh, November, December 7th, it is due to be released. Uh, it's in copy editing right now. So someone's actually going to edit my book to make it sound like I didn't write it. 
So that way it's going to look like it sound like a legitimate book. So I'm pretty excited about that part. So yes, very excited about that. It should be fun. But yeah, in case uh, one more time, the everything guide to sports betting by Josh Applebaum. Absolutely fantastic. He's over at VEASAN. We're going to get Josh on the show. I'm, my life's work for the next seven weeks is to make sure that Josh okay. is coming on the show. So okay. Can I just I keep saying I, this? I'm, I promise on. at some point. At some no, point. no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Josh needs to hear this because what just happened in the last 60 seconds was you promoted his book, not once, but twice. And then I pointed out the book that you have coming out December 7th, and you didn't even mention the title of the book. That's how loyal you are to Mr. Applebaum. And that's why Mr. Applebaum needs to grace us with his presence on this show, because he he really is the authority on betting, for one. And for two, you just promoted him and didn't even promote yourself. You are selfless. This is an amazing moment. Selfless. Winning in sports business, the uh, owner and founder of Win Daily Sports is actually in a chapter, Jason. So it's a good book. Are you going to say the name of your book? Winning in sports business. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, I tried to do it nice and cool. I try. You know, it's like cooler if you don't talk about it. You know, like whatever. I wrote a book. (laughs) Anybody could have done that. Just get a pandemic loser. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, (laughs) It is what it is. Everything in a vacuum. I probably wouldn't have done it. But I was in a pandemic instead, so that's uh-huh. how it goes. But yes, Josh Applebaum, I'm going to clip this as well and, and make oh, sure you have to. It. I have that to. I like promoted his book moment. twice. Screw it, one more time. The everything I probably you know the worst part is I totally got the name wrong. So when I clip it, I'm going to look like an idiot. But I'm <laughs> confident it's close to everything guide to sports betting, something along those lines. Um, so hopefully I got it right because then I could totally clip it and take it. If not. It's going to look a little shaky, but I'll tag him. I'll tag him. I'll <laughs> Can tag you tag him me as well? Please? Absolutely. Thank you. I have to. Please and thank you. It's too easy. He needs uh, to know there's a handsome man on the show. I think that's going to be important. Yeah. For he him. could follow. Yeah. He could fit right in between us, I think, pretty well. I think. Uh, it just got weird a little bit. Just a little weird. Let's go to the next game. He's more handsome than me and less handsome than you. That's all I was referring that's to. Your word usage. Anyway, Phrasing. Anyway, uh, we're taking the Chargers. No, we're not. We're never going to take the Chargers. Don't bet that game. Uh, moving on, the Bills and the Cardinals. Bills coming off, I don't know, a win? Yeah, they crushed Seattle. Yikes, that was bad. Uh, the Cardinals coming off a pretty bad loss. We are in Arizona. I touched their stadium. Wasn't able to go to a game, but I did touch the stadium. That was kind of cool. Uh, the Cardinals minus two and a half over under from 49 up to 56. All the money is on the over. Some more of the money, more of the bets are on the bills, but it looks like it's almost an even 50-50 split in terms of the money. Cardinals minus two and a half at home against the bills. Who aren't really that good. How do you feel about this one, Steve? Oh, first of all, this is your DFS like stacking game of the yes. week. Oh my like, God. Obviously. I mean, I'm not even really breaking news there. So yeah, I like the Cardinals. I, I, I don't know what to do with this game. Cardinals coming off a loss. Bills coming off an impressive win. Um, you'd think the public sentiment would be to take the bills in spite of the fact that they, they have to fly from the East coast to the West coast. But I just, I I don't think the bills can stop the Cardinals offense. And I think the moment we think Josh Allen is, is this like really great quarterback. He's sort of kind of not from a not from a fantasy standpoint, but from a real life quarterback standpoint, he sort of crashes back down to earth. And so I think he'll have a good game, but I don't think he's going to be Kyler Murray in this game. And I think it really comes down to the quarterbacks because both defenses are kind of shoddy. Both running games are kind of whatever in terms of the talent they have at running back. And they, they both have very, very high end receivers. So it really just comes down to who has the better quarterback play. And I think it's going to be Kyler on Sunday. I was, I knew you were going to say some disparaging things about poor Josh Allen MVP candidate 
That Josh was the Allen. nicest thing I've ever said about Josh Allen. Honestly, it really wasn't that mean. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised you weren't meaner. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, as you said, DFS is going to be pretty heavy. Kenyon Drake looks like he will be back. Uh, I think he is practicing this week. I don't know if that matters, though. Honestly, at this point, I don't want to trust their entire backfield. I want to say, Kyler, go get me 100 yards rushing again on like 11 attempts. I think that would be a lot of fun. Dude is electric. He is incredible. He is so much fun. Um, yeah, should be like a fun game, though. I think there's very little defense. If you want to see a college football matchup on Sunday, here you go, everybody. You got it. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you said Cardinals, right? Yeah, Cardinals. Another favorite to you. Yeah, yeah, but this is like such a close line. And, and again, so it went from plus two and a half to plus two. Um, anyway, yeah, I like the Cardinals here. All right. Taking receipt or what is it? I have receipts. The kids, what do the kids say on Instagram? They have receipts. That's, yeah, something about receipts. But yeah, I don't really know. Aren't you a kid? Aren't you 19? I'm like 19 when <laughs> I don't know, man. Honestly, I, you guys are really confusing me about my age. I really don't have any idea. Jason thinks I'm 12. You think I'm 19. Um, then you called you me 12? Benjamin. You called me Benjamin Button the other day. So now I'm 100. I don't know. I just don't Because well, you wear like cardigans and, you know, flannels and cardigans? stuff. Cardigans? So. I do not wear cardigans. Yeah. Are you I wear sure? Flannels. I don't even know what a cardigan is. What's a cardigan? Well, see, now I know you're lying. I have absolutely no idea. I wear a closet cord. full of cardigans. <laughs> Let's move on. We have an AFC North matchup. This one might be some fun. We have the Bengals. The Joe Burrow Bengals and the Steelers. Um, Steelers minus seven. The last undefeated team in the NFL Steelers minus seven and over under a 50 or 46, 45 and a half, depending on where you're looking. Steelers kind of aren't that great. Eh, probably should have lost to the Bengals. They're good. The Steelers are good. Okay. That, that was kind of a silly thing to say. They should have lost to the Bengals. Probably should have lost to the Garrett Gilbert eating grapes. Cowboys. Um, <laughs> I feel like there was another game in there. They barely beat the Texans. Like I've, I, they're winning. So you are what your record says you are. RIP Dennis Smith, but seven. Also seven. There's a lot of games. John's in the chat. He's, yeah, I know. He knows it's coming. There's seven a lot of games that the Steelers could have lost, including the Ravens game. I mean, Lamar Jackson had an epically bad game. They ran all over the Steelers and that's, yeah, you know, I'm kind of hoping Joe Mixon because I'm going to be on the the um, Bengals here. I'm kind of hoping Joe Mixon is healthy. Looks like he's probably going to play, but honestly, even if it's Geo and company, I I think seven is too many points. They're going to be able to run the ball on the Steelers. And Big Ben is kind of hurt. Like he's in COVID protocol. That's not really an issue, but his yeah. knees are are banged up. And frankly, even if they go up big, we know what Joe Burrow does, don't we, John? What Norrell? does he do, John Norrell? Do what does he do? Well, John Norrell takes the over on mm. how many times we say backdoor cover, and that's the third time. Because third time. your worst-case scenario is a Joe Burrow special, which is the classic BDC backdoor cover, bury your bookie, take the Cincinnati Bengals plus seven. Even if it drops to six and a half under a key number, I still like the Bengals there. I like it. The the JBBDC, the Joe Burrow backdoor cover, right? Yeah. Yeah, Back but you did the special. double B's thing. I don't what, know. What do you Maybe want from me, man? What do you want from me? Yeah, I think that kind of cool. I had to do what I had to do. Uh, <laughs> I do agree with you. I actually think, um, do we want to sprinkle just a little bit on the money line? Just a little bit on the money line? Just a little I, bit. Not too much. Just like a little. Just like 10 bucks. I mean, it's fine, but I'm not. I, I just like getting the points when it's this high. But yeah, I, I, I they can win. They can outright win 100%. 
Coming off a bye too, I think. Coming right? off Bengals a bye. Come off on a bye. And their weapons are absurd. I mean, they're re- I mean, they don't have an offensive line, so that's kind of trouble. Yeah. But their receiving core is is insane. So yeah. And by the way, AJ Green, if you want to, you know, maybe mm-hmm. fade T Higgins and play AJ Green in DFS, he's actually really cheap in DraftKings and FanDuel. So something to check out. Obviously, Boyd's in play too, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying yeah. if you want to get cheap. Tyler Boyd has been fantastic this year. Shout out Tyler Boyd. Um, yeah, I, man. And shout out to Brandon Gabor at Deep Dive FF, who had him as his number 12 receiver before the season started. We had Brandon on That's- the show, of course. And I, even back then, this is before the season even started, I was like, what are you talking about? And he defended it, and now it's come true. I think he's like 13th right now or something like that. Coming to lay. I mean, even if you're within three or four spots, I'm going to give it to him at that point. Like, that's exactly. shout out um brandon for coming on the show shout out sia for not bringing the fact that he was invited on the show but didn't have me come with him so not salty about that at all yeah i'm I'm probably shut up sia you get all your text um i'm definitely going to do a dog parlay all money lines i don't know who i'm going to do probably chargers probably Bengals, and i'll throw one other team in there i don't know who it's going to be at this point but it's going to be something fun all the money lines. We'll see what happens. It should be fun. I mean, you could do the Panthers. Oh, we could do Washington. Nah. Washington makes sense because yeah, it's true. Detroit at the end of the day. Washington That makes might sense, be a but... fun one. An yeah. all-dog parlay, just the money lines. Don't even give me any of the points. Just see them win outright. Oof. That's fun. Ooh, yeah, right? That's fun. I'll do that with you. I'll join. Yeah? All, All right. right. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll go through the rest of the games, and we'll make it up at the end. How's that sound? Cool. Man. Uh, let us move on. NFC West matchup. It's kind of nice. We have some divisional games this week, so they either can suck or be fun. We have the Seahawks traveling down to Los Angeles. The Rams open at minus two, and it sticks at minus two. It looks like, depending on where you are, you could probably get at minus one and a half at this point. Mm. 65% of the bets on the Seahawks, about 60% of the money over under at 55 and a half. Let's be honest. That's a joke. It's totally going over 55 and a half. Like that's, <laughs> uh, it's easy. We'll throw that in the parlay as well. So yeah, how's that sound? Um, Seahawks coming off a uh, not so great looking loss. Uh, second loss of the year, Russ four turnovers. I think we can kind of put to bed at this point in the season. I mean, we're 10 weeks in um, Russ didn't get an MVP vote. Like, yeah, I mean, last year it makes sense. And the year before that, it makes sense. Like, you can't tell me he's still getting that MVP vote after, you know, in the two losses, I think it combined six or seven turnovers. That's not how you win football games. How do you feel, Sia, about the Seahawks or the Rams minus two at home? Uh oh, what so, are you looking up? Oh, I, I got a hammer in the keyboards. This is really funny. So, um, big T and, and another guy, I don't know his tag are, are in our chat and they're, they're trying to, they're trying to get the secret weapon for the masters. And it, it occurred to me that I, I thought Steven was actually giving that out. Cause I, cause I told him what it nope. was right before the show. So I'm literally typing it into the RPGA expert discord chat. For those of you that are listening, the secret weapon is my under $7,000 play on DraftKings and under 5% owned. And obviously this chat right now is like, just blowing up and so i am just going to take a second and type that in. i already typed it no. in. i just haven't pressed enter yet no 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 make them all come over here boost our numbers they're already watching the show dude no there's not enough people watching the show there's enough people in that all chat right. right now if we got all of them to come over here <laughs> okay tell them when they come over then then we'll give them the secret weapon how's that all right big theo I've, I've, I've literally typed it in i just haven't hit enter so you and arnaldo get a few more people to, to watch the live stream and then we'll uh I'll go ahead and hit enter. And by the way, if you if either of you haven't subscribed to our YouTube page, please go ahead and do that. Yes. Uh, we'll tell you why later. Um, yeah. yeah, so where were we? Oh, I like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I like Arizona. Excuse me. I like the Seattle Seahawks. 
I just don't believe in the Rams. I don't believe in Jared yeah. Goff. Listen, they're coming off a bye. Sean McVay is kind of a wizard. But Russell Wilson's not – listen, four turnovers. Like, it's just not going to happen. And I just believe in Seattle's offense more than I believe in the Rams' offense. I will say that the Rams defensively, A, can get pressure, and B, have some cornerbacks that can at least limit DK Metcalf and lock it. But I don't think there's a secondary in this league that can stop those two guys. Um, by the way, weird thing here, we don't know who's going to play at running back for either team. Looks like Daryl Henderson's probably not going to play. Hyde and Carson are trending – sort of downward as far as I can tell. So it might be like another DJ Dallas and like a Cam Akers or Malcolm Brown game. I kind of say that more for DFS purposes. It doesn't really factor into analyzing this particular game. But yeah, give me Seattle. Uh, that's It's not an easy one, but that's where I'm. That's where my money's going to be. I like Seattle as well. Um, Rams coming off a bye. Seahawks coming off a pretty brutal loss. I think, of course, the over, as I said before, 55 and a half, that's kind of that's kind of a joke at that point. You know, like, why are they insulting us? I don't know why, but the Rams are going to put up points. I think the Seahawks are going to put up points. It's going to be a very, very fun game. And yeah, I think, you know, this is one of those games, you know, we've seen it in the past. Greg Zerline misses the 38 yard kick or, you know, and he's obviously not on the Rams anymore. I think that happened last year, but there's just so many of these games are super, super tight. They're going to be fun. 34-31 at some point. Uh, I do see the Seahawks, though. I agree with you. Covering, and honestly, I probably see them winning, but that's not a big enough dog to put it in our parlay. Where's the fun of that? Um, I am now thinking, did you hit enter yet? I think no. you should probably. I think you should probably. It is the Masters. I think there's probably <laughs> a lot of people. Now, if it was just like the Houston Open, it's one thing. It's the Masters. People probably are putting a significant amount of money um, on the Masters. So I... As a co-host to another co-host would say, you can press enter, Sia. How's that sound? Or who is it, actually? Announce it here, too. I, I Well, I'm not supposed to. This is just for the, the people in Discord. That's the whole point of the secret weapon That's is it's true. just for our subscribers. Well, mm -hmm. we have some free content, including our PGA live stream on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard <laughs> Time. But um, And I think my article's free, too, by the way. Yep. Um, you can go on windailysports.com and check that out. But there's plenty of other articles that are not free, including Steven's article, I believe, and including oh everything that happens in, in the Discord chat. Steven's article was hysterical today. I don't know how much you got to read of it, but it, every time it's it funny, yet. it's fantastic. I'm, I'm this one is hysterical. This. He talks about my grandma and Ricky Fowler. He talks about uh, Patrick calling up uh, Augusta National, asking them to rename it the Colin Morikawa Invitational. It is absolutely fantastic. So shout out to our good friend Steven for everything he does here. We appreciate the heck out of him. So uh, we're both on the Seahawks. That's kind of easy. Let us move on. A couple games less. Last of the Sunday slate of games. Last four o'clock game, we have the 49ers traveling to New Orleans. Game opened at minus six and a half to the Saints. It got bumped all the way up to minus nine and a half. My goodness. Two, three quarters of the bets coming in on the Saints. 90% of the money coming in on the Saints. 71% of the money coming in on the over. So, of course, that number went down by five points. Started at 53 and a half. It's now down to 48 and a half. And as I said, up 71 points on the money. Um, Nine and a half is so I know we know I know we saw the Saints look incredible and I know we saw the 49ers look like dog crap, but nine and a half way too many points, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, I saw this at 10 earlier today. Whoa. So and I loved it. I didn't bet it, unfortunately, but I loved it at 10. And this is going to be one of the games I have in my Sirius XM, like that on demand, like three mm -hmm. minute thing I do. It's one of my three against the spread games. It's just too many points. Like we saw what we saw with the Saints. Everybody thinks now they're like 
you know, going to win the Super Bowl, which by the way, I suppose they could, but it's, it's, it's all recency bias. And we Mm -hmm. know what San Francisco is right now with a backup quarterback that isn't very good. And that kind of scares me a little bit, obviously, but Brandon Ayuk is back. Debo's probably not back. Tevin Coleman might be back. We don't really know what's going on there. I but think Mostert and Coleman have already been ruled out. Declared out. Like I knew Mostert most likely was. going to be out. I, I know Mostert's okay. not coming off of IR. I think Coleman, they said, is going to most likely be out. We'll double gotcha. check that one. It's still Wednesday. And of course, we know the 49ers don't tell us any information about their running backs. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I'm pretty confident I saw that already today. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So they're missing. Obviously, they're missing Kittle as well. But it's just, it's too many points. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't have much analysis beyond that. I think if Nick Mullins is average, they cover this line. I like that. Yeah, I think, you know, what do we always say? Um, you're not as good as you. Ah, oh, shit. I don't even know how to say it. Um, you, uh, you're not as bad as your worst game. You're not as good as your best game. Something like that. Right? Sure. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> okay, thanks. I'll go with it. Uh, yeah, something like that. I think we all saw the Saints look absolutely incredible against a good team. What we think is a good team in the Bucks. We saw the 49ers look like crap in primetime. Both those games were in primetime. I think that had a little bit to do with it as well. If one or either of those games were just a Sunday game, I don't think we would put as much weight to it. But of course, it's the only game on. So we're putting extra weight to it. Um, yeah, I think nine and a half is way too many. Would have been sweet to get it at 10, but I don't see it anywhere at 10 right now. So let me let me say, so Theo has chimed in with, um, just from a DFS standpoint, by the oh. way, so I have three games I like from a DFS standpoint. The third one, I have to monitor the win, but I mean, they're kind of obvious. Bills and Cardinals, Seahawks, Rams, and Jags and the Packers. But so Theo's suggestion is, you know, Russell Wilson, who that's certainly the quarterback I would, I would be wanting to stack in that game with DK Metcalf and David Moore. So you're saving some, you know, you're doubling up at receiver. You're saving a little bit because of David Moore. So that, that kind of makes sense. Uh, you run it back with Cooper Cup. I, I think, I think that's a great stack. Um, you know, I don't think you could do, I don't think you can get a team with both Lockett and Metcalf and Wilson and cup. I mean, you'd have to go like three K the rest of the way with your guys. And by the way, yeah. there are some low end guys that I like that we'll talk about in discord and on the, the serious show on Saturday night. I mean, I've, I've already done my kind of like cheat sheet of guys I like in the, the four K and even some, some three K guys. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one, like Chris Conley, if, if the weather is okay, if the wind is okay, Chris Conley caught seven of eight targets. I believe he got a touchdown last week. Plenty of yards, and he's 3K on DraftKings. I mean, talk about a money saver. There's 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 plenty of those out there. So, but but yeah, Theo, I like that stack. Love it. Big Theo, very good family member here of Windaily Sports. We appreciate mm-hmm. the heck out of you, buddy, for everything that you do. Always in the chat, always talking to people, always helping out others. And that is what we're all about. What are you laughing at now, Sia? Uh, Austin. Oh, Austin's no, comment. no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to read it. I just I'm ignoring funny. that one. I'm ignoring that one. We're going to move right on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we're going to move right on. All right, Sunday night game, the Ravens traveling up to Foxborough or right to Foxborough when you're looking at your map stage right, um, if you're looking at the map. Ravens favored by six and a half. That's bumped up to seven. And we have over 70% of the bets and over 90% of the money coming in on the Ravens. Over under started at 40 and a half. They didn't even think there'd be three Six touchdowns in this game. Yikes. Uh, it's now up to 43 and a half uh, with most of the money coming in on the over. Ravens, uh, not that great. Uh, Patriots, also definitely not that great. Should have lost to the Jets, and we know how bad the Jets are. Um, you on the favorite? You on the dog, Sia? Seven points to the Ravens. Ooh, this one is definitely a stay away for me, but I think they're both going to try to establish the run. I get, I get why the over-under is so low, why the total is so low. 
I think I'd have to lean the Patriots here because I think it's, I think seven is too many. And, and Lamar really hasn't proven that he can throw the ball downfield at all. And, and I just think the way the Patriots rushed the ball um, just against the Jets, I know it's the Jets, but the way they used Rex Burkhead, you know, they used James White a little bit. The way they used Damian Harris, who I, I don't know if he's healthy or not. I think he's point. hurt, yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter because, that, you know, Sonny Michelle just came off IR last week. So they have plenty of like horses in the stable, if you will. And then Cam Newton, of course, too. Must win for the Patriots, not so much for the Ravens. And like you said, the Ravens are a bit underwhelming. I think maybe conventional wisdom would be, well, Cam Newton's really bad and the Ravens are going to like confuse him or they're going to turn him over or whatever the case may be. But I don't think they need to lean on Cam's arm unless they get down super early. And I don't really see that happening. So seven's too many. I think the Ravens win a very close game. Uh, Mark Ingram may or may not be there. I actually think that's bad for the Ravens. Probably better if he's just not there. Let J.K. Dobbins and the Gus Bus Rutgers legend. Rutgers favored. Rutgers is favored, by the way, this week by almost a touchdown. So I just needed to get that in at some point. Are I'm you going to tell us who it. they're playing? or Illinois. It doesn't matter uh, who they're playing. Rutgers is favored. I don't care if it's against Massachusetts or Liberty. Well, I Liberty mean, actually yeah, but it's Illinois. Though. I don't I thought care. you were going to say Michigan or care. something. No, no. Get out of here. Don't be that well, silly. Well, but Michigan's Rutgers not. favored. No, but it's still Rutgers favored by six and a half over Illinois. I can't bet on it legally here in the state of New Jersey, but I would probably take Illinois in that case. Um, going back to the Ravens, did you hear Lamar Jackson's comments today on the Rich Eisen show? Uh, was it was it something to the effect of, uh, I'm a good quarterback overall, but RG3 has a better arm than me? Uh, that Those weren't the specific comments I, were t- oh. I was talking about. No, that I it didn't hear us then. Before he admitted all of that um no he came out and said that the defenses are calling their plays at the line of scrimmage um that is pretty alarming right like (laughs) especially after last year what they did where their two-minute offense was six runs and a touchdown um to have defenses i mean that is clearly that's coaching that's also predictability and that's also the fact that lamar jackson can't hit a freaking deep ball this year so I think it's all of the above, and that is scary to me. Uh, yeah, that's pretty worrisome. I will say, well, did you actually give a pick for this game? I don't remember. I don't yeah, I, I took the Patriots just because okay. the line's too high. I agree. I would take the Patriots. I think the Ravens end up winning because they're just an all-around better team. That defense is much, 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 much better than the Patriots' um, offense and/or defense. Uh, I do think the Ravens cover, but I do, or I think the Ravens win. I think the Patriots cover. So, I think that is something. Oh, and Naldo, our good friend, old friend, buddy of Windaily Sports, Naldo Champagne Ravens is his at on Twitter uh, because he thinks oh. the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. But, He's one of our writers, uh, right? Uh, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good, good dude here. We appreciate the heck out of him. Oh, my bad. Sorry, I didn't buddy. realize that was him when I mm-hmm. acknowledged yep. him earlier. My bad. Naldo, up, we Naldo? appreciate you, Naldo. But yeah, man, I mean, it's bad play calling. Cheap shot at play caller. Uh, yeah, I mean, have you watched? You've watched the games. Like, dude, Ravens look pretty bad. Ravens look so, pretty bad. I don't think they look good, especially compared to last year. They obviously a significant drop off, but just in general, they don't look that good. So I've called a couple guys so far on this show that I think are going to like have maybe their best game fantasy-wise. I actually think this could be the Marquise Brown game, especially after what we saw the Patriots exposed to, like your Brashard Perrymans of the world. Um, to, it's not like Joe Flacco is, you know, Peyton Manning. So you I just bring up Brashard Perryman, a world leader. Right. It wasn't just Perryman. I mean, Jameson Crowder caught a touchdown too. But uh, the point is, I think Marquise Brown, if he gets if if Lamar, listen, I think Marquise Brown is going to get loose and wide open at least 
two to three times this game. And it's just a matter of Lamar hitting him once Mm -hmm. in which he hasn't been able to do, but I have a feeling this is the game. I feel like you could say that literally every single game though. Like there are so many videos and clips of him wide open, throws his hand up and then the ball is just nowhere near him. True. But when the jet, when the jet receivers are getting behind your defense, that's when I know like it's, it's heightened a little bit more. And that's exactly what happened to the Patriots just a couple of days ago. Yes, that's true. I think Stefan Gilmore was out. We'll see again. I actually have no idea if he's going to play this weekend. I assume, but that's only just me assuming because. Um, so we'll have to see there. But yeah, Patriots winning last week was hysterical to say the least. Uh, I do think the Ravens win. I think the Patriots cover seven is a lot of points. And then moving on, oof, uh, Monday night game, NFC North matchup. We have the Vikings traveling to Chicago. <laughs> the Bears were favored by two points, and now the Vikings are favored by three. <laughs> uh, if that doesn't tell you the story of the bear season. I don't know what does now. Again, when we see that big of a line movement, when we see it swing from one favorite to another, it's something to pay attention to. We already saw it once today with the Thursday night game, right? Uh, about an hour ago, we talked about that one. This one though, right? Like the bears, we know their offense is God awful, but we know the Vikings defense isn't very good. We know the bears defense is really good. We know the Vikings offense is kind of all right. Like, uh, five point swing at any point is is very is something to pay attention to and there's a reason the line opened at minus two to the bears now if you can get them plus three is that something of interest to you no it's not (laughs) um i first of all it sucks because you've lost the value now like if you were if you were able to even get this game at pick them i mean obviously you could have gotten it at plus two but nobody's looking monday except for me at lines so like if you got it got it at pick them or minus one now you're at a key number minus three like that really sucks like i hate taking a bet when you've lost that much value five points in an nfl game is like absurd value to lose maybe in a college football game it isn't that bad depending on who the teams are but this one like you know if, if it stays at two and a half or two i'm actually going to take the vikings um, believe it or not, this is one of the games. I mean, it's such an it's such a weird line because of the records of these two teams and what we know about the Vikings. Um, shout out to my boy Nick James, who's like the biggest Vikings uh, fan uh, that I know. But yeah, I, this is one of the games I like. Actually, I like the Vikings minus two and a half. It's going to be one of the three that I like uh, for the serious on demand segment. And uh, I just I don't think they can stop the Vikings offense. I just I understand the Bears defense is very good, but I just don't think they're going to be able to stop both Dalvin Cook and Thielen and Jefferson. I think they're they're going to be able to move the ball and no David Montgomery for the Bears, which does that matter really? Like David Montgomery's a guy, right? All that means to me is now Cordero Patterson is going to get another two jet sweeps that don't work. Like that's literally all that says to me. It's like there's and they have like to go around and they have like Lamar Miller and Nall. Like they 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 didn't bother. There's so many teams. There's so many running backs they could have put on their roster, but for whatever reason, they were like, no, David Montgomery's our, even when Tariq Cohen got hurt, they're like, no, David Montgomery's our guy. We don't need a compliment to him. And so here they are. So, you know, how much can Nick Foles do with Allen Robinson and Mooney and Anthony Miller and Jimmy Graham? A decent amount now that I think about it, but I just think, I just think the Vikings are the better team here. Ah, it's, it's hard, man. It is very hard. The over under of 44 is very interesting to me. More money is coming in on the over and that went down by a couple points. So that's something to pay attention to there. Started at 46 and a half, now down to 44. I feel like it hits the over. Me too. Uh, especially at 44. Like I don't I don't know why, but it feels like again the Bears offense as anemic, as inept as they are, 
I feel like they can put up 21 points, right? I feel like they can put up 24 points against this Vikings defense, which is not very good. Hopefully this is an absolute smash spot for Allen Robinson. I think that will be a lot of fun. So showdown slates are going to be interesting, going to be enjoyable. You can check that, the showdown throwdown, the Wind Daily Sports On Demand show on Sirius XM. Search showdown. You can hear me and Jason uh, chat a little bit about the showdowns. That's always fun. But just because Sia got all his Sirius XM plugs in, I wouldn't even mind. Uh, I love the over, but there's a reason why it went down, even though 85% of the money's coming in on the over. I just, I don't want to bet on this game at all. Now it's Monday night, so we kind of have to, right? So, <laughs> shit, yeah, I mean, I I'll take the Bears. If it's plus three, I'll take the Bears, but man, I'm not happy about this one at all. Yeah, I'll tell you, with our standalone games, like there's like last Thursday night, for example, I recommended a tease, which I never do, but it was a standalone game. So Wait, in, in, no, in, no, no. You, you recommend a tease every single week. You already did it today as well. So I just want to... Well, it's usually, yeah, but it's usually like a Thursday night or a Monday night or a Sunday night game where it's like the only thing that you can bet. And so in this case, it would make sense to, you know, the Bears are getting points now. In, you know, they're getting three in some places, even if it's two and a half, you tease that up to, you know, eight and a half, nine and a half, however you want to tease it. And then you tease, you tease the over down and take the over. Yeah. You tease the number down and take the over. Yeah. 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 I'm confident the bears will cover 10, you know? Okay. Geez. Yeah. Really coming in strong with that one. Love your teases though. Love your teases. You, you don't, you don't take them. You have one every week, but you don't take them this week yet too. Really appreciate that there. But, um, this was fun now. Okay. So now we have to build out our, underdog money line parlay right so i think we let's let, what you want to do three teams i think three teams would be pretty solid okay let's do I, it I, I like i like the bangles i'm going bangles that's where we're gonna get a significant significant amount of value screw the plus seven give me the bangles outright who do you got give me washington washington all right washington four and a half so that's there's a lot of value there solid mm-hmm. one more um we talked about the Panthers. Uh, I don't see the, I see the Buccaneers winning that game. I don't see the, I, I could see the Panthers covering how, I mean, how? we could take, we, we could take the Anthony Lynn led chargers. Uh, I want Plus to three, do you're that. Getting, you're getting some money out of that. Okay. I'm in. So we're going to take the chargers. We're going to take the Washington football club. Yes. All money line. And we're going to take the Bengals. and the chargers are going to be the one team that screws this up. And I cannot wait for that to happen. I will gladly give the casino my money just so I can come on here and say, see it. God damn it. You made me take the chargers. They're going to lose in heartbreaking fashion. It's going to be hysterical all in the name of content. How's that sound? See ya. It's the one time I'm backing the chargers because it's such a setup line. Chargers, Bengals. I'm not even, I'm going to X out chargers. I'm actually just going to put Anthony Lynn. So I am putting my money in Anthony Lynn's hands, the Bengals and the Washington football club WFC. So yeah, this was absolutely fantastic. I can't wait for this bet to not win because of Anthony Lynn. It's going to be absolutely glorious. Make sure to check us out at Wind Daily Sports. Uh, make sure to check C out at Sienna Jod, me at Michael Brazil one, make sure to windailysports.com backslash chat. And then you can go hop in the expert discord chat and see who see a secret weapon is for the masters. Cause it's going to hit and it's going to make a lot of money. I know I have to make a couple masters lineups. I'm very excited. I'm going to put all my bets in as well. Oh, Naldo already put his money on the chargers, buddy. That was a mistake. Never do that. You should know that by now. Um, we have the wind daily sports betting membership where we've been crushing it. And we're having a black Friday sale. Obviously black Friday, I think is what like two Fridays from now I'm in the ear of the owner of this company. Talk to the guy occasionally. I'm going to try and put something together for the betting membership and for the gold membership. We're going to, we're going to plaster that shit together. We're going to take the price down. People can bet with us. 
They can play DFS with us. They can win a lot of money with us because that's what we're all about. So betting membership, gold membership, be on the lookout. Black Friday is going to be incredible. Um, see ya. Where can everybody find you on the internet? Um, they can find me in Discord in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, they can find me at Cianajad on Twitter and at Cianajad Sports on IG. You don't put quotation marks around IG, but oh, you're you're learning. Sorry, you're learning. Don't worry. Uh, I'll teach you, Cia. I will teach you. You can sure, find I me at. I hope what? young people aren't watching. I don't do, think. Do we are. call them young people? Is it is it young? How, how do you do, fellow kids? Um, you can find me at Michael Raziel One. Uh, you can find me in the Discord as well. We're just gonna let that one go. Um, again, us at Wind Daily Sports. And before we go, see ya. Count back with me. How many favorites did you take this week? Ooh. All so right. we had you were on the Vikings, who are favored. You were on the well. This will uh, be Cardinals. This will be pretty easy to count so i'm on the vikings you're right well i mean they opened as a dog but okay that's fair i'm on okay so that's one favorite and got the seahawks uh not many favorites man no Uh, cardinals are a favorite that's two uh the raiders are a favorite that's three browns the browns four and the eagles right five that's it. <laughs> so right now I actually see on the site that we use for odds, it literally says minus one to the Colts and minus one to the Titans. So I'm going to let you have that one. I'm going to let you have that one. But five, five out of what? The 10, 12 games? 14, I think have 14, 14 games. Wow, it's big slate. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's how you win money, people. Come That's back the next ratio week. You, like that literally is like where you mm-hmm. want to be. Like, like 60%-ish on dogs. Come back next week and see how much money we won, but not because of the Chargers. Love it. For Sia, for the rest of the Wendell Sports family, for myself, we appreciate each and every one of you, and we hope you make it a very profitable week 10 in the NFL. Sports. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.